Hey, Dwight. Hey, 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 Scott. What's up? Now, this is a story all about how my yeah. life got twisted, turned upside down. Wasn't flip turned? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and uh, we have a bagel basket for it. A writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! Fourteen! Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza, pizza, pizza! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Hey, baby, kid. There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. So welcome to the Writer's Bagel, Bagel Basket. Um, I'm going to introduce myself first this week. My name is Dwight Stern. I'm Scott Curland. Hey, Scott. How hey, you doing? Dwight. I'm good. So this episode is Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse from Season 4, Episode 24. Yep. Uh, it was written by David Zuckerman and Bill Bolware. So, okay, Season 24... Season I mean, 24? Episode 24. I missed a bunch of seasons. Episode 24 of every... Uh, Fresh Prince has been the weird one, like the real either special episode, because um, let's, I think se- episode 24 in season six is when they got rid of the house. Yeah, I done. Is... Uh, in, wait, season six? I thought that was the last season. When that was, the... but episode 24 was the final episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because uh, in this one, there was 26 episodes in yeah, season four. But episode 24 is always the... The big one. The big one, yeah. Um, in season five, that's the one where Will, Carlin, and Jazz are trapped in an elevator and decide to settle their differences. And I think season one... Doesn't sound bad. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just Infatuation is the one where Ashley starts dating Tevin Campbell and uh, what's his, uh, Phil has to be okay with it. Oh, okay. So every episode of uh fresh prince is um in season uh, episode 24 is going to be the heavy hitting one and this is the most popular one this is the this has the most youtube clips of and it's the most well known um so dwight i went through jesse's song uh last week or two weeks ago okay why don't you go through what happened in this one and then we'll break it down the Okay, so you want me to just give it a, a general a, overview? A quick synopsis okay. like I did. So, so basically what happens in this episode, this is the episode where Will Smith's father comes back to town. He has been estranged for the past 14 years, and he has busted into Will's life. He's flip-turning his life upside down again. <laughs> and he has uh, come back in. And so the, the big emotional crux of this episode is Will reacting to his father coming back into his life. His father wants Will to come out on the road with him. But Uncle Phil, man, Uncle Phil don't, don't like any of that. And so Phil has like seen uh, Will's father, Lou, um, basically throughout the years. And he knows how terrible uh, Lou treats his family. And he is uh, not having it. So... That's more or less the overview of um, the basic plot of the episode. This episode had the strangest cold open I have ever seen. Yeah, a normal cold cold, uh, cold uh, a normal cold open is about three to four minutes long. This one was thirty seconds. Yeah, it was. It was so quick. It was. It's Will and Carlton 
in um, the coffee shop, or what's the name of the shop that they, they work at? Uh, it, it's the Peacock Lounge. The Peacock Lounge, yes. At the, at the restaurant that they work at. And Will sees a gentleman sitting at a table. And he thinks he's going to pick him up. Yeah, he's basically... He thinks thinking, he's cruising. <laughs> like, for a bruising. Um, no, he is more or less... Um, like Will is dumbfounded by this person who's, who's staring at him. And Carlton's like, oh, he's probably a cop. <laughs> turn yourself in turn yourself in will but okay so will approaches the, this gentleman and says oh is there anything i can help you with and the guy's like no i'm good son and will has the biggest <laughs> moment of clarity is like oh you're my dad what's up man can i get you something um no i'm fine son he's my father credits like, like it just smash cuts to the credits after that this is like it took like 30 seconds for this and it just blows by it. It's absolutely insane. It's crazy. This this entire episode is sad. It this is like Manchester by the Sea it's, sad. It's heavy. Um and this is in the bagel basket because um of how like influential it it's been in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Like uh there there are um they did this episode as a tribute to uh, James Avery when he died, when Uncle Phil died in real life. Oh, they like dedicated the, to her. The, or... This clip is is what Will Smith like tweeted out, like, and he that makes told, a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that later. But in this episode, so after the cold, after the cold open, the the opening theme song to uh, Fresh Prince alone is bat like bagel basket worthy, like because. <laughs> It's the craziest opening. It's so crazy. Um, Because the imagery uh, of who created this show, you know who created this show, right? Uh, Will Smith? Uh, No. No. No, who? Quincy Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. Quincy Jones. He's he's executive producer. Yeah, he saw Will Smith doing, you know, The Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Def. And he wanted to tell the story of his life growing up. going from poverty to living with his mm-hmm. rich family. And he thought Will was the perfect person. So he created this and he let Will do like the parents just don't understand type of music video for the opening. Yeah. And that's how we got the opening. It's, it's like crazy. so crazy early nineties, late eighties, just hip hop vibe to it. Have you ever seen the original, like the, the full version of it? Oh yeah. Where, um, there's like two extra verses, right? There's two extra verses and it's like, a minute and a half long song yes. and he's like and then my mommy started packing and like she's filling the suitcase up with stuff <laughs> um so let's see we're six minutes into this and we're only at the opening <laughs> like so the, the the show opens Carlton's uh like that's your dad and will tries to play cool and talks to it's ben vereen his dad is yeah. played by ben vereen who is no stranger to playing estranged fathers because on how how I met your mother, he's uh uh uh, uh Wayne Brady's yeah well, I can't Bar- think of Barney's Barney's uh, brother yeah uh, estranged dad yep. who's a priest and, yeah uh, a, a reverend yes, a Baptist a reverend, reverend <laughs> uh, which is so crazy so um so here he is playing another you know deadbeat dad <laughs> Lou Smith and uh yeah so then carlton just shows up when they're having this like will is playing it so cool yeah he, he's for 
Will Smith's acting in this episode, like it felt a lot, it felt really genuine and out of place for the rest of like the tone that the other characters, save for Uncle Phil, were really hitting. Because Carlton was being his usual like Uncle Lou, Uncle Lou, ooh, I can't wait to tell you. When I was six, I did. We moved from the hood, and now I'm here. And it was like just like so over the top, Carlton, like like usual. But fun fact about this episode: mm-hmm. this is the episode. Uh, I got a. I think this is the episode. This was 94. Yeah, this was the episode that Roland Emmerich saw. Oh, this is what got him. This uh, is what got him Independence Day. Because Roland Emmerich saw this episode, and they met with him, did a screen test, and then I think that summer he started rehearsing for Independence Day. Day. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I, I can, I can one hundred percent see that. That's and really cool because of th- this one episode. So Ben Vereen as Lou is like, hey, maybe we can, you know, grab a coffee. He works in a coffee shop. <laughs> like <laughs> he literally just poured him a cup of coffee, and he was and, like, can we go get another one? <laughs> and he's like, maybe we can grab dinner. And Will goes, hey, why don't I come? Why don't you come over for dinner? To the house of he he's not keeping in mind, Lou walked out not only on Will, but on Will's mom, who is Vivian's sister. Yes. So the, uh, and this is on Viv too. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. At this point, they've replaced Vivian. Uh, who's playing the mom this season? Okay. This was uh, Daphne Reed. The original one was Janet Hubert. Okay. Um. Do you want to explain what happened with that? Uh, well, more or less, from what I understand, um, the Janet Hubert um, was fine with the show for a long time, but then she was just jealous that uh, Will Smith was getting more and more like bigger roles or uh, bigger parts of it, and she was um, like insanely jealous and very uh, apprehensive or not apprehensive, um, confrontational with with Will, and there was, there was like a lot of conflict on set, and so she basically posed uh, poison ultimatum to the. Uh, executive producers of either he goes or I go. And they were like, well, uh, he's the star. Goodbye. And she walked. And then she didn't work for a very long time. (laughs) She, she, uh, did bit parts here and there. And then she basically got, uh, uh, an arc on, uh, Dennis Leary's, the job in early 2000 and then ended up on one life to live. Okay. And then got kicked off that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar story to uh, the Her- Harriet from um, Family Matters as well. Yeah, but uh, Jenna Hubert only made it to two seasons. Uh, on Fresh Prince? On Fresh Prince. Harriet made it She, she was like for seven, eight, seven or eight. Seven or yeah, eight. It was a while. And her reason for leaving actually made sense because when <laughs> this shifting gears from Fresh Prince, when Family Matters was originally sh- um, pitched, it was a family... And it was going to be about their drama, and then Urkel because it was became a spinoff. A, exactly because it was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Because yep. Harriet was the, was the character on Perfect Strangers. She was yep. she was, was the, like a maid or something like that. No, she, no was, she was she was the receptionist. receptionist. She was the I'm secretary thinking, at the newspaper. I'm thinking of um, Jefferson's. Uh, no, you're thinking no. of Benson. You're thinking Benson yes. on soap. That's it. Yeah. So so Harriet Winslow. Mm-hmm. Lived in Chicago, where Perfect Strangers took place. Her husband Carl also played by Reginald Bell Johnson. 
they and welcome to the to the family matters podcast when we're doing <laughs> fresh friends um so she was the main character mm-hmm. of that she was the person that got it spun up spun off yeah. and it was supposed to be about her and her family and and, and for the first couple of seasons it, it was about was. urkel was like he would show up from time to time and he wasn't it, in every episode and, and then, then it later, was urkel yeah the urkel show yeah but anyways so, so but that made sense because she got the show made exactly this doesn't because Will Smith got the show made. Yeah, he was the the crux of this show. They weren't like, hey, we need that actress from the Steppenwolf Theater. <laughs> so so this is this is where I, I kind of this episode is where I actually wish Janet Hubert was still around because the second on Viv does not handle drama well. No, she um She's like, she, What the hell are you? She doing she here? plays it more like she's it, I can see it as someone who has joined the show. She knows it's supposed to be kind of like a goofy comedy, and she's not playing a character. She's playing a caricature. Like, she's, like, playing, like, a different person than the original one was. Like, so, did you watch BoJack Horseman? I've watched a couple episodes. Okay, so they talk about when he gets a, a big Oscar-worthy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his first day of shooting, and he doesn't understand how to not do sitcom acting. Oh, that's And funny. his line is supposed to be, what are you doing here? And he goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> and like, he, he can't do it. And that's what this felt like. Yeah. Cause she has that line. She goes, hi, Will. Hi, Lou. Lou. Hey, Viv. Hi, Will. Hi, Lou. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it just felt that felt over the top compared to the rest of the episode, which felt very grounded, specifically uh, Will and um, Uncle Phil's uh, dialogue to each other. Their their stuff made this episode. Easily. But everything else that that makes this episode crazy is they keep brushing off. They make make, um, abandoning your child and wife seem comical. Yeah, it's like, not, not that it's not a big deal, but that it's just like, yeah, this is what happened. What the doop to do? Like it's, it's like, oh, you can't be Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou's a deadbeat who left his uh, wife and will. Hello. Like, <laughs> like he waves. He he does, and he doesn't do like a wave. He does like that creepy like, yeah, like the single finger at a time wave. Yeah, like the come hither and curl my fingers towards yeah, Hillary. Yeah, it, it's okay. So it's so weird. Yeah, ev- the way everyone is acting in this episode is so weird. He's to hold you just like this. Then why'd you run out on him? <laughs> and then it cuts to Will and his dad at the carnival. Okay, that is the sequence that or the scene that had me just going, what the hell is going on here? Like the rest of it kind of like made sense. But that sequence, like of all the places to bring Will, I, I get that maybe Will is trying to make up for his lost childhood or something along those lines. But like a carnival where, where, like, the other people there, like, there, and there's so much on the nose stuff at the carnival. Yeah, a um, kid walks by on the shoulders of his, of his dad. dad. He's like, I'm having such a good time, daddy. And You're it's the best like, dad in the world. Exactly. And then Will, like, looks at longingly at the at this couple, or this, this family that he didn't have, which, like, in, in theory is, like, really heartbreaking stuff. But it was so. Why would he have brought him to a, a carnival that, like, babies are going to? If you look at the carnival set, mm-hmm. all they did is they took the outdoor set of the. Uh, of the cafe. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and, and they just they, just, they just yeah, they just reskinned it. Like they clearly only had three sets, which was <laughs> the living room, 
the kitchen. Oh, four sets. Living room, the kitchen. Will and Carlton's beach house apartment. The pool house, right? Pool, pool house apartment outside. And then the college campus. Yeah. That's basically what it felt oh, like they had. Too funny. And, okay, so Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen is really good in this episode. He is. It's very believable and, um, role. Yeah, we, we can picture Ben Vereen as a deadbeat dad who left his family and screwed everyone's lives up. <laughs> um, so they're they're talking, and Will the whole the whole episode up until then has just trying to been keeping his distance. He's trying to keep face and and keep the peace. Yeah, he's not letting his guard down, but he's like you can see that he is trying to like not reconnect with his father, but this is something that he's wanted. Like, it's very clear that this is, like, something that he's, like, longed for his last 14 years since his father walked out on him. And and then up until then, he was like, yeah, well, you and I are different. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm the uh, three-throw. I was the point guard. Point guard, three-throw uh, champion of, like, 19 dickety three or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, prove it. And then they, they have him. They cut to a shot, which I thought that they were going to just not have Ben Vereen do the shot. Shoot. Yeah, and they were going to just like cut the stock footage of it going in. <laughs> and they actually they, got him to do it. It's, yeah, cuz they were at the carnival and they did uh, they played the the basketball shooting game at the carnival, which I call bull on cuz if you've ever played a basketball shooting game it's at a carnival, like 50 feet in it's the, 50 feet in the air and the rim is smaller than than what they were shooting yeah. at. Like they're uh, yeah, they TV rigged it. trickery. So so then he shoots three in a row, and that same kid on his sh- dad's shoulders goes, "Hey, he's really good." That's my dad. And that's how you know Will is like okay with him now. But guess what? He shouldn't be. Why? Because he's a garbage person. Fact. Will uh, Phil, sorry, is the only person who sees through like all of Lou's just bullcrap. Yeah. And- when when Lou walks in, he goes. What are you doing here? Like, that was like, like that was the moment when I was like, "Oh, Uncle Phil's gonna be awesome this episode." Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's like it's like when you're growing up and you've always gotten in trouble, and then your sister gets in trouble, and you're like, "Oh, she's gonna get in trouble." That <laughs> <laughs> was always the best time. And you know it's coming, and you're just waiting. It's not like soon. It's, it's when. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but uh. So. Uh. They come back from the carnival and they're wearing beanies. They're wearing like beanies with rims. Yeah, that with with the propeller hats. Like, like they look like one of the little rascals. <laughs> That's what really took me out of it. Was like, okay, Will or uh, Will Smith's supposed to be like this like cool tough guy, like hardcore not hardcore rapper, but like a, a, a not a street guy, but he's supposed to like have like an edge to him. And he was wearing a Fred Flintstone um, sweatshirt without a hood, which was standard for the 90s, and the propeller hat beanie. I, I figured out what? who the other character was. Who was it? Uh, Dwayne and I were watching it, and we were trying to... It's Screwy Squirrel. That's it! I knew it was <laughs> Like, the only reason why I figured it out is in my head, I have a Who Framed Roger Rabbit in my head with, <laughs> Who are you watching now, Chili Willy? Protecting Screwy Squirrel? <laughs> like, there you go. That's I was like, it. I got it. I got it. I figured it out. Um... So, they come back um, to the 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 kitchen, mm-hmm. and Jeffrey in this episode is so on point. Oh, he's brutal. He's, he's awesome. He, I love he, it. Like, I don't understand how Jeffrey hasn't been fired. <laughs> like, because he's like, oh, you're fat, sir. Growing up, when I watched the show, Jeffrey was always my favorite, just because of the way, like, he... 
handled all the situations. Just like his his sassy comebacks were amazing. Yeah, I thought that's what I loved about it. Is it bad that my favorite character on the show growing up was always Uncle Phil? Because I was like, that's a little odd for 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 being younger for, and for like a six that. year old. Yeah, like because uh, I, I was like, he has a point. <laughs> <laughs> Will really needs to lighten the hell up and get his act together. Uh, you were probably tons of fun as a child. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> um, so, so uh, what's his name? Um, Lou, Phil, uh, Phil, Will. Phil, Phil, and Vivian are having this like conversation—a very private conversation—in front of Jeffrey, and Jeffrey's just like quipping left and right, like. You shouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, I understand. Like he's not the not that he's the help, but he's like a part of the family, so you're comfortable around him. But like, man, you can't say those things to to your employer. Yeah, he called him fat so many times. Like, um, someone at one point was saying, "Oh, isn't isn't so and so Lou uh, fat and bald?" And then Phil walks in, and Jeffrey goes, "Oh, are your ears burning?" Yeah, it sir? was be- it was because uh, Aunt Viv. Was on oh, the yeah. was on the phone with uh, Will's mom, and she did okay. Everyone does the most responsible thing in here, but they do it wrong. Like, cause she calls Will's mom and be like, "Lou showed up." Any any mother or aunt would do that. Yeah, like that was very believable. Yeah, and then she's like, "But he looks fine." It's Ben Vereen. He doesn't look fine. <laughs> like. He looks all right. Like <laughs> he, he looks. Look, he looks okay. He he looks like Ben Vereen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's okay. Um, and that's when she goes. Fine, I'll lie to you. <laughs> he's fat and he's bald and he's hunched over. And then Phil walks in, and that's when Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Ears are burning, sir. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, they knew how to write for Jeffrey. The person whose dialogue is so weird in this episode mm-hmm. is Carlton. Yeah, Carlton really felt out of place in this episode. Like, just everything that he did either fell flat or just didn't stick. And I never noticed this about uh, Hillary. Um, I never liked Hillary. I never liked Hillary, but I realized watching this what she was. Because she always wears the type of outfits that she is. She's so naked in every scene, but she's fully clothed. Like... Well, it's because everything she wears is like so so tight. Right, I never noticed that because I was like in I was a seven year old boy. Like I did notice that because I was a seven year old boy. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, so no, I never I never noticed that she was just supposed to be that. you know a pair of legs in a sausage casing. Like, and and it was kind of upsetting to watch because it, it was fair. it, it was because I I turned to you I was like wait wasn't there an episode where she was like in Playboy? Oh, she's a piece of meat. <laughs> She doesn't have a soul. That's why she was in major pain after this. <laughs> like, she was always my least favorite character, just because I I never really connected with those like sh- like that shallow type of all only care about is shopping. I preferred Ashley. Is that the name of the yeah, other one? Yeah, my two favorite characters were Uncle Phil and Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I think okay, the first episode I ever really saw, I got into Fresh Prince late. Mm-hmm. This was the first episode I ever saw. Wow, because I never saw it in first run. Mm-hmm. I did see it. I know I saw a couple when they were I airing saw it, live. I saw it in summer of 1994 in a rerun. My family was on vacation in Buzzards Bay on the Cape. Okay. And this was on this episode. And it was like, okay, this show's really good. And then I started watching it. And then they canceled it two years later. I was like, oh, man. And my sister's like, 
Oh, they're going to start showing the reruns because it made six seasons. Syndicate. Six seasons in a movie. So, yeah, thanks, Abed. <laughs> so they um they started rerunning it, and I was like, okay, that's Uncle Phil is kind of being mean in the first couple of seasons, but I know he's going to, you know. He lightened up. Yeah, after after this episode, he's really kind to Will. Yeah. Um, in this episode, the scene where Will tells, um, Uncle Phil that you're not my father, that's, that was brutal. That's where we are right now yeah. because they come back and they're still in the beanies. They're yeah. still, and they're like, oh, did you have fun? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to spend the summer with my dad going His car- dad's a trucker now. He, yeah. he owns his own truck. He owns okay. a truck and he has a small shipping company. This is, this is the craziest part because... He's dressed like a hobo. Like he he's dressed like he's dressed like um Sylvester Stallone and Creed. That that's he's got the black hat on. Yep. He's got the and he's wearing like a hoodie and he looks like crap. Like he looks he looks like he was a like homeless and he's like I got to do some business. I'm taking care of some business. Oh hey Will, I was just doing some business stuff. If by business you mean selling drugs, sir, <laughs> then yes. What's well, it, what shipments are you shipping? It, it reminded me of Lego Movie when they had Unikitty in the boardroom going, business, 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 <laughs> business, figures, numbers. Is this working? <laughs> yes. Yay! Yeah. Like, Because he said business at least ten times in this episode. Oh, yeah. He had some business to take care of upstate. He had to go do some business. Lots of business. Yeah. Like, are you working for, like... Is this like a Donnie Brasco situation? Like, is this it, a st- th- th- that? I think is an example of the writers not writing what they know. It's just writers being like, "He's a trucker. Truckers do business." Yeah, right. It, it's like in the room, which we're definitely covering on this fact. Yeah, it's like in the room when uh, Tommy Wiseau comes in. He's like, "I did some business at the bank, <laughs> and he doesn't understand. I'm probably going to get promotion soon." Like, that's what it felt like. Um, I gotta look up David Zuckerman's other credits, because that name sounds so familiar. Oh! He created Wilfred. Oh! (laughs) And Family Guy. And um, American Dad. Okay. And King of the Hill. Okay. Wow, okay. Um, And something called The Last Frontier. It's Final Frontier, Scott. No, this was, called references, the, right? this was called The Last Frontier. A wealthy, spoiled young woman from Los Angeles moves to Alaska. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, so. Next time on The Writer's Basket. No, but I, I noticed, because I, I was like, some of this dialogue feels like Family Guy dialogue, like always saying business and like the jokes, they felt like not like Fresh Prince jokes. For this episode? For yeah. this episode. Yeah. The the non-main storyline jokes did feel really out of place. Like, uh, when Will tells, tells Carlton that he's going to be um, going away for the summer, Carlton just is like, I'm getting the room, and he puts up a Michael Bolton poster. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, and he started taking down, like, he started taking down, Will has all these hats lining the room. I never he understood that. took down, like, that. six of them. <laughs> I, I think that's a... Not a status thing, but like I really have pride in my hats type of deal. Like people who have a lot of shoes type of thing. I think that's what that is supposed to be. It looks like he had a lids in his apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have this. This is a nice Seattle Mariners. And Carlton threw them all away. Yeah. He's a garbage person. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the main crux of the episode. Okay, we talked about last time, hairpin turns. This is a a thing that we're always going to talk about. 
this is where they do the hairpin turn and they stick the landing oh, hard yeah like uh saved by the bell teetered like they <laughs> they, they skidded a bit they they made it but uh, kind of hard they hit the guardrail this they is this, this was perfect yes because uh ben vereen leaves on viv takes baby nikki out and will goes oh well that's just how it is uncle phil is like no this man is awful and you're gonna be upset and he's gonna ruin your life and you're gonna just be stuck here he's not doing this for you he's doing this for him he has selfish motives and like that was the moment where like phil like just like drops the hammer and it's awesome yeah and then will drops the mic yes and he says, I've been waiting for this for a long time, my whole life. And ain't nobody going to stop me. Come tomorrow, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Who cares what you think? You are not my father. Well, how exactly did he phrase it? He goes, you're not my dad, man. Stop trying to be it. <laughs> yeah, it was and, good. And it was that, really good. That, that's when it goes from good to great. Yes. Because they, you hear the, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, the the audience was on point in the show. Like in the other ones that we watched, um, Small Wonder had like nothing. Like canned. there was no yeah, it was all canned stuff except for one sequence. Um Save Save by, by the, the Bell, Bell, there was only like when um Jesse and Slater kissed, there was Ooh. But this it, had good audience reaction. This was shot in front of a live studio audience. The other ones weren't? I thought they no. were. Oh, okay. No. No. That was all canned. Like, the scene in Annie Hall when he's like, give me a laugh here. Give me a big laugh here. <laughs> like, that's what this was. Um, and here, this was actually a studio audience. It showed. It was yeah. good. The reactions and, were really, really good. And this this is where the episode gets crazy and why why it's here on the chopping block. Um, <laughs> this is, I always thought this scene was weird because come back from commercial break and Uncle Phil is devastated. Like, like, he found out he had diabetes and cancer. And cancer. On the same day. <laughs> like, he, he he's looking like like he just found out that he was caught in a Ponzi yeah, scheme. He's, he's shell-shocked. It's, like, it's and, and, ridiculous. And this is another out-of-place Hillary moment. She comes in, she's like, Daddy, I've been in an accident. I crashed your MasterCard. <laughs> like, why would Hillary be admitting? I don't think she's ever like she never never goes out of her way to like admit faults. Right. She's... Um, <sighs> but you wouldn't crash a MasterCard. You would use it so much that the strip would either fall apart or <laughs> break in break in half. And he just goes, "That's okay, honey. Pick one. I'll take this gold one." <laughs> And then Ashley comes in, and she's like, there's a... Okay, Tatiana Ali, this is when she was starting to get in Maxim and stuff. Mm -hmm. She comes down. She's not wearing a bra. I did not notice that, you pervert. (laughs) Hey, she was 20 at the time, and I'm 30 now. Okay. (laughs) No, but she comes down, and when she came down, they did the... Woo! And that's why, because she comes down, and, and she pulled the friends. But she... I get, but she like was on the, the TV- kid. I thought, or was that no? Later? That that was that when was she later. first okay, okay. meets the dad. Yeah, okay. No, she she comes down and she's pulling a Rachel from Friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's cold out, <laughs> and and she asks to stay out late 
at a at a school dance that's going till twelve thirty. What school dances go till midnight? The latest my school dance went to was nine fifteen. I was gonna say maybe maybe ten, but I nine sounds more accurate. Ten was like prom. Yeah. And then afterwards, they tried to keep us up all night at the prom. Oh, I, my, my school didn't do that. We had a, a thing called safety night or something like that, first night. That's what like, they yeah. did. So we had the prom, mm-hmm. and then... Ours was on a different night than prom. Then they had us go directly to the after-prom breakfast, and they had the parents' cell phones, or like home phone numbers, so if your kid didn't show up, they were going to send the police after oh them because wow, they didn't intense. want any prom night babies. Well, it sounds like Ashley was going to be making some prom night babies. So, yeah, she was like, huh, nice segue. Thank and you. we're back to where we were. <laughs> and she, she's like, yeah, um, so this guy wants to take me. And Carlton goes, hey, leave some for us. <laughs> He's the only one left. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, baby Nikki is not going to come down because he can't talk. Not walk. this season. Next season. Oh, yeah. Next season is the one where he goes from being, like, one. An infant to, like, five. Yeah. And it's the kid from, uh, it. it's his son from Independence Day. Yep. Wonder how we got that role. Yeah. Wonder. <laughs> Small so, wonder. Yeah. Oh. Uh, listen to our pilot. Um, <laughs> so, Carlton boosts up Phil's ego. He's like, Carlton, am I a good son? Am I a good dad? Oh, I'm a. Am I a good dad? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This episode's over. You ruined it. <laughs> Wait, come back. We still have like a half an hour. And that's Anyways. Dwight pretending to leave. Um, Theater of the mind. Uh, so he goes, "Hey, big guy. I don't understand why you would. Would you call your dad big guy? Like my dad calls me big guy. Like no, that, I I never would. I would call him uh, dad." Yeah. That was about it. Because when I was little, my dad called me little man. And then when, as, when I turned 13 at my bar mitzvah, he started calling me big guy. Like, that's what you do to make your son feel better. You wouldn't call your dad that. Hey, big guy. Uh, well, I, I could see it maybe in that situation because, like, Uncle Phil's, like, down and out. So he's like, hey, big guy. He does it every episode. Okay. He does it every flipping episode. Well, maybe Uncle Phil gets really down every episode. Maybe Uncle Phil's depressed. You just don't know. What if this was just one giant Zoloft commercial that lasted <laughs> six seasons? Then I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he goes, you're the best dad. Hey, can you give me some of my trust Early fund? Early access to my trust fund. Okay. That's not how a trust fund works. And if Uncle Phil is so responsible right here, he says... No, because if you do, your trust fund doesn't mature. And he goes, I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> immediately 180s, I hate you, storms away like a little baby. And, his... and that's the last we see of Carlton for the episode. No, no, he comes back to do the hat thing. Oh, that's right. That was after that? Okay. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Phil comes in on that episode. Yeah, yeah so, so this is when... Who's the one who opens his eyes? Was it Jeffrey or was it Viv? Because um, sometimes they were both there. Jeffrey says something to him. I think it, it was. I think Jeffrey said, "Yeah, Jeffrey says that like platitude to him." And then Uncle Phil goes in to talk to Viv while Jeffrey's there. Yeah. So, because sometimes Jeffrey is the one who opens his eyes. Like the funniest character is the one who has to like be the voice of reason. Yeah. But this one, I think, was on Viv. She's like, "It's not about you." That's right. She pulls. She pulls a Doctor Strange. Like <laughs> Stephen, it's not about you. I've come to. Bargain? Barter? Talk? Uh, Dormammu, I've come to barter. Bargain. Bargain. Um, 
So, yeah. And when he goes, oh, like, it's like, ah, like, he pulls that out, like, like a magician's scarf. (laughs) It's like, ooh, you're right. I was wrong. So then he goes to apologize to Will. As Will's packing, because Will's going to leave with his... Uh, did we say why Will? Like, Will was going to go um, trucking cross-country with his father yeah, they for were, the summer. Yeah. I think we which, said that. Uh, if you've ever driven cross-country, it takes less less time than a summer. Well, he was going to go just spend the summer with him. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was crazy. It was so crazy. Um and that he was getting so excited for this. Yeah, he he went from zero to I like in love with his dad again, like really really fast. Which I guess makes some sense because it's probably like in the back of his head something he's always wanted. And like, yes, Phil is has been a father figure to him, but it's not his real dad. Right. And um, Phil F- James Avery in this episode. Oh, oh so he should have got. I gotta find out if he got nominated for an Emmy. But he, if he didn't, then he at least killed some turtles over it. <laughs> so he he's the bigger man in this episode, mm-hmm. so much. Because yeah. Will Will's Will's kind of classy. He's like, no, Will I apologize. Wrong. He, said, he said we both said things we didn't mean, like in this. Yeah, stuff. but Uncle Phil in this episode, uh, was like, no, what I was out of line. I shouldn't have said that stuff. Oh, you didn't mean what you said either. No, I no, meant it. No, I meant it. That was the best. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. That part was but awesome. But it was not my place. And then Ben Vereen shows up to try and sneak out. This is what I don't understand. Yeah. If you're going to bail on your family again. Like, Why show up? Yeah. If you're Okay. So say you robbed a bank. You wouldn't go back and be like, I like to make a deposit. Like, <laughs> yeah. how much? How much, I, how much I stole? <laughs> $150 million. Like, you you wouldn't go back. He was never nominated. Bull. Yeah. But uh, I agree. Like, but, like, why would he show up if he wasn't planning on taking Will with him? Like, he, they, they made a um, note to say, oh, he's li- Lou is late if he, even, if he even shows up. And then Lou shows up and he's like, yeah, but I can't take Will with me. So why even, why he, even appear? Why not call- just call? He should have like, called I'm not for- coming. That would have actually made the scene like even more powerful if if he got if Will got the phone call like where's my dad and then uh-huh, uh huh no it, it's fine yeah no I, I totally understand uh, and yeah you, you okay just know what's going Bye, on Lou because that's how you knew in the scene that he was mad yeah cause his, when he doesn't call his dad daddy he's like hey daddy oh and then he goes bye Lou yeah you know what I think would have made like this. I feel like this would have made the scene more powerful, but it also would have made it like a million times more cliche is if when Lou and Phil are fighting, if Will overhears it and he hears Phil like being the father that Lou never was to him, like it's like yelling him like you have a responsibility to your kid. Like I was there for my family, blah, blah, blah. If Will had heard that, I feel like that would have like been an even bigger gut punch when will admits that phil is his dad oh oh i i almost cried like it it hits you right in the crotch like yeah. oh it doesn't hit the gut it hits you <laughs> in the crotch and in the heart like low blow um and then this is the most powerful scene like the easily yeah because uh i gotta pull up the transcript for that uh so so uh, Lou, um, Lou tries to cut out on Will, and uh, but Will shows up 
and catches him on his way out. And Lou then explains to him how he's not going to be able to take him on with him because he has to hire someone else to fill a space in the cab because they need he needs to go from May, um, California to Maine in 72 hours, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, Will isn't coming with him. And Will's reaction to his father is, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yep. Okay. Huh? Yep. And he like, you can see... And here, oh, you could see him dying. Yeah, you could see him dying. dying. But you could see him just writing his father off. Like, this is the last time I'm ever going to see this man. And Will Smith does an amazing job. Yeah. I need him then, and I don't need him now. Will. Will. You know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that, because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? <laughs> when he says, I learned how to shoot a basket without him, mm-hmm. and I got pretty good at that, that's when he starts to break. So what happened in real life is they were filming this live in front of the audience, and Will thought he could handle it because he had a checkered past with his dad. Mm-hmm. His dad was always there, but it, it was not very good. Not a healthy relationship. Yeah. Not a healthy family. Um, so when when he goes, I got pretty good at that, uh, without it, him well making learning the three throw uh, and got good at basketball when James Avery goes yes you did that that's James Avery starting to break oh, because wow. because that he, he's not supposed to have any lines it's all supposed to be Will hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket but I learned didn't I hey I got pretty damn good at it too didn't I yeah, Uncle Phil got through- I did not know that yeah so him going didn't I and he's like yeah yeah, yeah you did and then when Will breaks down and cries, he was never supposed to hug Will Smith. I knew that much. Yeah, like it was such like a genuine moment between the, these two people. Yeah, and watching Will Smith ball his eyes out. Um, so he's and, gonna earn that Oscar one day, Scott. No, he's not. <laughs> he he messed up too much. I I have a love hate relationship with Will Smith these days. Like I used to. Back in back in the nineties, I was like, "Oh my god, he's the coolest guy. He's the coolest guy." Wicked, wicked wild, wicked wild. I saw, I saw that. I'm, I'm admitting something. I shouldn't be admitting this as a film critic because the Boston Society might kick me out. Um, but I saw Wild Wild West six times in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought. Okay. And now watching it now, it's so crazy and so racist, but. He was so cool in it. Like he was, I, he was an asshole, but he was a cool asshole. I love that song. Yes, you any better? Which a while, which a while, while West, Jim West, Desperado, mm-hmm. Rough Rider. No, no, you don't, don't want, want nada. Now we got to pay six, for this. Six gun of this, brother. Run of this, Buffalo Soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Um, so, uh, Will Smith crushes it. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. And then it, in Fresh Prince, then not it, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Then then it ends with that dissolve to the to the statue yeah will had like got a statue for his uh dad and it that was, was a, crazy what do you find crazy good or bad bad crazy it, it was a little too on the i note. got you a gift i bought a gift like okay your father is a trucker and you buy him a statue of a father cradling a child i think it was big too and it was clearly heavy where's he gonna put it he's a trucker yeah he doesn't have a house <laughs> no he probably doesn't even have a trailer. Okay. He has a studio apartment probably in, like, Delaware. If, if that. Uh, my uncle growing up was a trucker, and he did have a house like that he would come home to, but 
300 days of the year he slept in his trailer bed like because some trucks have a, a bed in the back yeah yeah 99 percent sure that's where will's dad was living was living in his truck where's he gonna put it will kid kid i was in elementary school with his dad was a trucker mm-hmm. his family lived uh in subsidized housing mm-hmm. they their entire place was the size of my living room <laughs> like yeah like that was a big statue they the, couldn't have put that in their living room <laughs> he doesn't have a mantle no. <laughs> like what's he gonna do hang it from the dashboard of the truck clearly what we've learned from this is will smith living with the um, rich people the, the rich people <laughs> has lost touch with the real common man it, it's like i got him this rolex watch <laughs> <laughs> like oh i got him this vat of caviar and this point knife it would be like in like 1999 being like oh i got him a dvd when everyone else is still on vhs, VHS like yeah um funny story about that growing up our vcr broke mm-hmm. and my dad could have spent like dvd players just came out yep. and and he could have spent like a hundred bucks on a new vcr mm-hmm. and he's like no what we're getting a dvd player oh. and then he also got another vhs <laughs> player too <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably had all those VHSs that you had to play in some. Way, I had a VHS form. player in my room. He could have easily taken it out and put it downstairs. <laughs> nope. No. So, uh, Will Will Smith giving him this looked like a, a, an African like like fertility statue. Is that what? Yeah, it looked. It, it looked to like that. it looked like something you would see in like Crippendorf's tribe. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's so something they've unearthed on like a dig site or something. Yeah, it's like, like, hey, we found this. It's this property of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this this is what I was talking about when we did um, Small Wonder when mm-hmm. we were upset that they said, oh, he has cancer, and then they did the hard. And they did la- a joke thing at the afterwards. Yeah, they, they did the same thing in in um, Saved by the Bell. We didn't talk about it, but they did the the big turn. And oh, then there's like yeah. three more jokes after it. Oh yeah, but here they did the Norman Lear thing that I was mm-hmm. talking about, where they're just crying, holding each other, and then it just cuts to the statue, and then executive and producer. credits. Yeah, yeah. But what they didn't show you, they were totally making out. Like it's okay. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> Uncle Phil, your arms are so smooth and strong and chubby. I love that little dimple in your chin. I'm gonna quit this show again. No, right you're not. <laughs> the hell you are. Stop untying your ties. <laughs> um, no, but this episode, this by far craziest. Like, let's yeah. go over the crazy things in here. Okay. The way people act. It's like, have have you ever heard John Mulaney talk about like what it would be like if aliens did a, a play about humans? No, I haven't heard that one. Okay, so he Maybe I have, but... he had John Mulaney talks about. Uh, how his uh, dog rules the house, and the the woman who r- runs the dog training place says they need to pretend to have dinner before the dog has yes. dinner. So he said it's like aliens pretending to do what civilization is. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like. It's like, oh, this is what aliens must feel like people talk like. You have the two serious people in the middle and then you have a deadbeat father over here and you have a bunch of wasps. <laughs> like, I... Well, they're not wasps. They're like bosps. Like, but for for a show about a rich African-American family, mm-hmm. these are the whitest people. Oh, hands down. Like, even Will Smith... 
starts off the show being from West Philadelphia. Born and, and raised. And then he turns into, like, Clooney. Super out of touch. Yeah, yeah he becomes... By the time the show ends, even in this episode, if he took off his hat that he's wearing at the end, he's wearing a, a nice vest. Yeah, he his uh, color palette was, like, so monochrome and, yeah. like, on point this episode. It was... Because uh, normally, normally he's wearing, like... Big, flashy, all, bright purple Exactly, colors. like with like s- triangles and like all the crazy stripes and everything. This one, he was really muted, which yeah. I think is like probably, you know, saying something. There's so many crazy episodes of Fresh Prince that we could have done. Mm-hmm. And I I like that we that you chose this one. Mm-hmm. Dwight picked this one. I picked Jesse's yeah. song because um, I'm crazy and Dwight's more subdued. <laughs> um, so I like that you picked this one because our the choices we could have done is this. Mm-hmm. Carlton does speed, which is called uh, something. I feel like that would have overlapped too much with our last topic, though. Yeah, but the topic before that was like chewing tobacco. True. And and then the other one that I had narrowed down is when Carlton and Will becomes male strippers, and Aunt Viv is in the audience, like. Bong. Bong, bong, bong. Is it that one? Is no. That, no, that's not Kimosame. No, it's not Apache. No, oh, okay. it's not that one. It's a. Uh, I th- oh my god! I think he dances. I'm so excited. Oh, we missed an opportunity. Oh, here. we could have tied be. it together. No, but this one is crazy because it, it's like if you were in a room, you go to a dinner party, and everyone else is on acid, and you're like, "Oh, were we supposed to do that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Like everyone, we watched it. And this is a this was a twenty four minute show. It was twenty four minutes. Yeah, it felt like it flew by. Yeah, like it like was that so cold quick. open was thirty seconds, yeah. and it was like it. I, I this I could not believe that it was already over. It felt like it was like five scenes, but I think it's because it was so like powerful. Well, yeah, exactly. It was well acted. It was at least the Will and um, Phil stuff was like so engaging that I was like sucked into it. This was longer than Small Wonder. Small Wonder. Small Wonder was a slog. It was small wonder was seventeen minutes. That's it. Or like eighteen. Oh, it was brutal, and it felt like a trudge. Yeah, I mean, sucks. I still want to talk about on small wonder the the sitting down by the side of the road and eating a sandwich. <laughs> like, who does an opening for that? This one at least had a spinning chair and sunglasses. Yeah, I like the and dice in the well. mirror. <laughs> no, but um, I think I think. Uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna take any bagels out of the basket. I was gonna ask you. So so we've come to this part of the show. Where are you in the the bagels? I actually already know what I what mine is. Okay, I I'll take out two, leaving okay. eleven. Um, cause I would take out two. Um, for clearly, the the guy who edited the first scene, he was clearly on speed, and he needs mm-hmm. to crash, and he needs something. <laughs> that editor, yep, cut that together. And then I'll take out one, because uh, you need to give something to guest Ben Vereen. Like, <laughs> he's a guest star. He's probably not getting paid a lot. Probably like 300 for showing up on this episode. I am also taking out two. I'm taking out one for the opening sequence because it was a jumbled mess. And like it just like started and stopped and made... It was so abrupt and in your face. I'm also taking out one for the carnival scene because I hated it. It made... It was so out of place and ridiculous that it it what you could tell that it was clearly supposed to be like the movies and and yeah and that 
they they were he's like like I'm guessing the first draft was like they go to see a kids movie and he's like dad I'm like 18 now and like so we'll take you to a carnival yeah with, with babies yeah so I totally understand that yeah um but I think so far this has been our highest recommended one oh, like easily our, yeah um I I was tempted to take some out for for Hillary because Hillary in this episode is is yeah, she was crazy brutal. um. I mean, I still remember the episode when she brings Malcolm Jamal Warner home and uh, as a lawyer, and it turns out that everyone loves him except Will sees right through him and knows he's a scumbag, and then he proves to be a scumbag. Shocker. And then the reverse happened here. Like, everyone knew that he was going to be a, a, a deadbeat dad. Except for Will. Or Will yeah. didn't see through it. I think Will did, but he didn't care. I think he saw an opportunity to finally be with his father and he jumped on it and it bit him hard. Yeah. So like he was like the, the scene where he's breaking down with uncle Phil is like all that pent up. Like why? why, oh, why? that, that scene is so hard to watch. It is. It's the hardest thing that, and we watched a scene where a kid did chewing tobacco and his father was just <laughs> jamming it down his throat. So, um, but this, Oh, I'm going to go over some trivia for this episode. Oh, trivia! This is the most that uh, we've ever had. Okay. Okay, so it wasn't released until... We already talked about the James Avery um, doing the line. Yeah. But uh, the scene was just supposed to end with Will putting the statue down. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, they kept on going for like two minutes. And... and, and uh, James Avery breaking characters like, are you okay, Will? And like, so the whole that whole end part was ad libbed. Um, it says, okay, oh, I, I'm wrong a little bit, but not by much. It was just supposed to be the, are you okay, Will? I got him this gift. Uh, you can talk about it, and he's like, no, I'm fine. And then he's supposed to walk away, and it's supposed to be like a little open ended, like, <laughs> like, uh, okay, but then. Will Smith ad-libbed that whole speech. Oh, wow. Uh, James Avery was just like, okay, I got to do something. This is crazy. So near the the end of the episode, no one knew that that was going to happen. Obviously. But everyone was watching. They they did this in one take. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you can hear Hillary, the actress who played Hillary, Karen Pearson, crying. Oh, really? On the audio track. Oh. Yeah. Let's do it again. Um, and Ben Vereen broke into tears, uh, as he was leaving. Oh, like when he said goodbye to Phil, uh, Will for the yeah, last time? when he yep. And um, this is the only highest rated Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode ever. It was the highest. It was the best reviewed the, the, one. I'm not shocked about that. Yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne, uh. Was offered the role, and um, which role, Lou? For Lou, for the dad, mm-hmm. and he accepted it. But the producers said, "No, whoa, he's too, he's not big enough. Let's get Ben Vereen." <laughs> <laughs> like, because when and then Will Smith turned down working with Lawrence Fishburne for in Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, oh uh, man, they made mistakes, um, and. This aired on Mother's Day. Seems like a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Should have aired uh, on Father's Day. 
Well, that's, that's in off June. Season, that's know. off season. And this is the first episode of of uh, Will Smith's divorce from his ex wife. Not Jada. No, uh, yeah, the other one. Um, the just the Cherie, two of us one. Right? Cherie Zampo, Zampanino. So, um, and then the final one is Will Smith and Lipped. All of that. Fun. So, yeah. Good stuff. I would definitely recommend this one. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, uh, when we, we're, get, we're not back next week. Okay. When we come back, we're doing something very special for Rider's Bagel Basket. We've done three episodes now. We focus mainly on TV, so we want to get into the moving pictures. The talkies. Yeah, the talkies. So Dwight and I, we were wrapping our brains. We were trying to think of something crazy and ridiculous to do. What did we come to the decision of? I'm 99% sure that we're going to be watching a 90s classic, A Baby's Kids. Baby's Kids. Baby's Kids? My favorite line in that is, they go to Las Vegas. This is just a tease. In the movie, you just hear someone go, oh no, it's babies, kids. <laughs> so we're watching characters who are globally known. And we're we're going into my favorite genre, black exploitation. Yes, Scott is a black exploitation. Oh my god, I have so many movies. <laughs> um, so this is the first and only black exploitation animated film. So we will be back with that. That is very exciting. All right. We will see you next time. Next time. Smell you later. Bye.